Good evening, church family. I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. We are now on session nine of our letters of John. We are uh, the uh, in the third letter uh, of John this day, entitled, Welcome to the Family. So let me do this. Let me pray for us, and we will get right to it this evening. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O God, getting into your word, studying it, understanding it, O God, it gives us clarity, Lord. It gives us spiritual clarity that those who don't do not have. So, equip us, empower us, Lord, enlighten us through uh, the gift and certainly the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, bless the study and certainly bless those who watch it. And we ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. So we are going to the third letter of John here. And this is a, another very brief uh, letter. There is a total of 15 verses uh, here, church. So I'm just going to invite you to go there if you have your Bibles uh, before you. Third John, the whole book. There, the whole letter. Okay. Title here is God's children live by the standards of the gospel. Here's the greeting. This letter is from John the Elder. I am writing to Gaius, my dear friend, whom I love in the truth. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. Some of the traveling teachers recently returned and made me very happy by telling me about your faithfulness and that you are living according to the truth. I could have no greater joy than to hear that my children are following the truth. Verse 5, Dear friend, you are being faithful to God when you care for the traveling teachers who pass through, even though they are strangers to you. They have told the church here of your loving friendship. Please continue providing for such teachers in a manner that pleases God, for they are traveling for the Lord, and they accept nothing from people who are not believers. So we ourselves should support them so that they can be their partners as they teach the truth. I wrote to the church about this, but Diotrephes, who loves to be the leader, refuses to have anything to do with us. When I come, I will report some of the things that he is doing and the evil accusations he is making against us. Not only does he refuse to, to welcome the traveling teachers, he also tells us not to help them. And when they do help, he puts them out of the church. Dear friend, don't let this bad example influence you. Follow only what is good. Remember that those who do good prove that they are God's children, and those who do evil prove that they do not know God. Everyone speaks highly of Demetrius, as does the truth itself. We ourselves can say the same for him, 
and you know we speak the truth. Verse 13, I have much more to say to you, but I don't want to write it with pen and ink. For I hope to see you soon, and then we will talk face to face. Peace be with you. Your friends here send their greetings. Please give my personal greetings to each of our friends there. And church, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. So the, the title of this study is uh, Welcome to the Family. So just a couple of things here. At the heart of the New Testament vision of the church is the sense of family, right, church? Of being brothers and sisters, not biologically, but in something, in Jesus Christ that that unites us. So, so it's a family that, you know, once again is... Uh, having some having some trouble, uh, having a, a pot stirred, having some some difficulties, uh, personality uh, conflicts that that John is is addressing. And again, uh, you know he's using a strong language for for good reason, but he ultimately has has a has a heart for for Christ and for the church. So. Uh, I, another note I wanted to make here, it says this, even though it's the shortest document in the Bible, uh, this third epistle of John, and even though remarkably the name Jesus is nowhere in it, though John does refer to, in quotes, the name in verse 7, the third epistle of John breathes the spirit of Jesus just as strongly as it's much longer cousins. It speaks, as in the closing verse, of peace, not the easy peace that comes from ignoring the problems, but the deeper peace that comes from confronting them in the knowledge that truth and love are the two arms with which God and Jesus now enfolds both church and world in one embrace. Well said there. Well, well said. Uh, let me uh, make a quick transition. I wanted to give uh, just a bit of a bit of an overview here uh, as well. Just a, a couple of things here. Uh, if you had to capture the the main theme behind uh, this third epistle, it's simply this: the love of God working itself out in the lives of human beings. And think of think of human beings as a collected body, a family, uh, uh, as, as, uh, as expressed in the local church in this particular uh, book of God's Word. So why, why, is, why is 3 John so important? Well, just a couple of things about that. Uh, Gaius is mentioned in this, uh, in this text. Well, while Gaius was dealing with certain troubles uh, in his own way, John wanted to direct him not only in how to respond to the trials, but also how to relate to those who proclaim the truth. John's three epistles are largely concerned with the issue of fellowship, again, going back uh, to, to the idea of family, okay, fellowship, family, family with God, with enemies of the gospel, and in the case of this third epistle, with those who proclaim the truth. 
John wanted to ensure a warm welcome from the churches to those who traveled around preaching the gospel, offering them hospitality, and a send-off in a manner worthy of God. So the big idea here behind this third epistle is this. This troubling situation prompted John to write to this person, Gaius, commending the believers for holding fast to the truth and doing so with a loving attitude. These Christians strove to make the gospel a reality in their lives through the way they treated one another. And John, in response to this good report about the behavior of these, in quotes, rank-and-file Christians, encouraged them to continue to love and support those visiting believers who gave of themselves and ministered uh, in the churches of Asia. So how do we apply this very brief text to our lives? Well, how do you show uh, hospitality then to other Christians, particularly those who serve you and others in your local church and at churches, think about this, around the world. Showing hospitality to others, particularly strangers, requires a level of trust and acceptance that is not necessarily required of us in our everyday lives. It forces us to rely on a common bond in Jesus Christ rather than a particular blood relationship or shared experience. It forces us out of our comfort zones and into a territory where we must ultimately place our trust in God. So, God, uh, so John uses words such as love and truth to describe this kind of living. And he used the negative example of diatrophies to illustrate the dangers of going down a different path. We have a responsibility as Christians to live according to the truth we find in the life and ministry of Jesus, to care for and support those who serve God's people. Our Lord was surrounded by people who took care of him. Third John teaches us that we should do the same for those who carry on the teaching of Christ in our own day. So, there's going to be conflicts, there's going to be controversies, there's uh, quite frankly, as, as John you know, has said in uh, the, the other two uh, epistles before this one, uh, you know, false prophecy. And look, all of that stirring in the pot, that just, it sows seeds of, of distrust, uh, of disarray. So that's why it is so, so vitally important uh, to always keep Jesus at the core, at, at the center. Because if not, the train literally the the righteous train will go right off the righteous track, right? So it, it, it's it, it's so so vitally important to know who you are as believers, to know who you are as the church, and, and to and to just just really 
exemplify and express that uh, along the way. Now, are, are, are you going to have those who disagree with, you know, some sort of theology or, or uh, stance, you know, uh, about, about church doctrine? Absolutely you are, but you can also agree to disagree and both serve the Lord in uh, in likeness and and in unity but so often it it doesn't it doesn't go that way and it, and it's unfortunate and that's why there are church splits and that's why uh uh folks um you know ultimately get get disillusioned but 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 that that is so key uh in the life of the church because you and I both know that the, the church, the universal church, it's under attack by the enemy. I mean, it, I mean, it is. It, and if there is a weak, vulnerable spot, whether it be, you know, false prophecy or, 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 or uh, dissension, disarray, that 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 just opens the door up for the for the enemy to to attack and destroy. So, so it, 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 it's very, very important that you just shore up, if you will, the spiritual walls and the spiritual hearts uh, of the believer and know who you are uh, in, in Christ. So that is, that is the study of John. We have completed this study. Uh, John's words, I, I believe, are so very, very relevant. They stick today uh, because much of the controversy that was going on then uh, is happening today in the in the body of Christ so uh, an important very important three um, three letters of, of God's word so that's that's why I picked it that that's why I wanted to study it with you so uh, this will bring uh, this study uh, at least for this time, to a to a close. I hope it has been spiritual manna uh, for you, church, and, and I'll look uh, look forward to being in prayer about uh, what what we'll do next in terms of uh, studying the Word of God. But in the meantime, uh, please keep your church in prayer, keep your denomination in prayer, keep your preacher in prayer, and I I, I will certainly. Uh, do uh, the same um, uh, for you as well. In the meantime, take care. Uh, God bless you. And uh, I'd like to end with a word of prayer. So let's go to the Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God, yes, the church will have conflict. Yes, the, the, the church will have controversy. I, I pray, Lord, that we are able, Lord, to not get so consumed in the conflict and controversy that we're not able to uh, step back, Lord, and see the bigger picture and know, Lord, that you have got the church, you have got the believers in the palms of your mighty hands. Lord, you, you, you've got this. You are a, a good God all the time, and all the time you are indeed good. So I, I pray that we put our our hope and our faith, Lord, not in an institution, but in you, that we can uh, direct our spiritual compass, our, our dial 
on your goodness, on your grace, uh, on your word, uh, and the promises that are not made with human hands, O oh God, but uh, given to us uh, by you that are in fact eternal. That we focus, Lord, our hearts and our and our minds and our spirits on the things that are eternal that were created and breathed to life by you. Lord, that's what we need to be focusing on, that and the Great Commission. So uh, guide us in, in that very uh, important and holy work, Lord. Let us never veer from that, Lord, for we uh, seek you, Lord, each and every day, walking hand in hand with Jesus, our Lord and Savior. In his name we pray. Amen. Church, you have a wonderful evening. Take care. God bless you.